Hallelujah. Happy Good Friday to you. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We who know the truth know that today is a great day. It's a day to be happy. It's a day to rejoice. While many uh, in uh, the Christianum and, and the world seem to look at it on a downer, I choose not to. Once you find out what took place on Friday, what we're celebrating Good Friday, what happened with Jesus, what he did, then you'll find out that this day is a day to rejoice, not to be all somber and not to be all down and depressed, but it's a day to rejoice. Amen? Hallelujah. We're glad to have you today. God bless you. Some of you had to take off of work to get here, but others, of course, you were already sequestered, and you, took, uh, you were bold enough to uh, come out and be a part of this today, and we just know that God's going to bless you for it. Amen? So I want you to look with me, if you've got your Bibles, and I hope that you do, in uh, the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, this is one of the most victorious uh, passages of Scripture when many of the church look at it in the, uh, the opposite way. You and I, once we find out what it's really saying, can understand it's one of the greatest texts, it's one of the greatest things that we have that we can rejoice about. And in Isaiah chapter 53, he says this, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we see him, shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. And all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her, her shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. Now watch verse 9 here. And he was made, and he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. I want to I stop there, and I want you to see something. I don't know what version uh, 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 of the Bible you're reading here, or what version you have of it, but when I begin to study this in verse 9, when it said, he, And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. In the original Hebrew, that word death there is plural. It's deaths. It has an S on it. 
And I began to study that. I was intrigued by that. I said, now let's go back and read it. He was, he, and he made his grave with the wicked, okay, and with the rich in his deaths. Man, that's powerful when we stop to think about it. And I said, Lord, I need an understanding of this in the original Hebrew. What are they saying here? What is Isaiah saying when he says that he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death? That means more than one death. And so as I began to study that, the Lord uh, began to remind me of some good things. And here's what he reminded me of. He said, if you want to understand what the Hebrew was talking about when he said the deaths that Jesus uh, took care of, he said, first of all, remember in John 1 in verse 14, he said, and the Word was made flesh, hallelujah, and dwelt among us. And so Jesus, the Word, was made flesh, and I said, that's great. I like that. I'm familiar. And then he said, I want to show you another scripture. And that's in 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. And it said that Jesus the Christ was made to be sin for us who knew no sin. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so there are two things that Jesus took on himself and identity. First of all, he took on himself the identity of flesh. And here on the cross, he took, he took on himself the identity of sin. Oh, that's a powerful thought. That's a powerful thought, the deaths. Jesus not only died physically, but he also as sin had to die. Now, that's something for you to think about here. And the Bible tells us that Jesus, when he died for us, he took, he took the penalty of the flesh... And he died for, for, we find out that in Genesis 3, uh, the, the punishment, the punishment uh, of, of sin here is, is death, physical death so we, of, the, of the flesh. And so we know that when Jesus took upon himself flesh, he became flesh that he might die. Hallelujah. He might die for all flesh. And that's important for us to know. And in Romans 3 and 23, it said, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And in Romans 6, 23, the first part of that said that the wages of sin is death. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ took upon himself the identity of flesh that he might die, and he died that we might live. Hallelujah. We in the flesh might live. Glory, glory. I started thinking about that and I got excited about it. Jesus died. He became flesh and he died in the flesh. His flesh died that I might live in the flesh. Hallelujah. Now, I look at that. Um, I look over there in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 when he said, And he who knew no sin became sin. Jesus not only became flesh, the Word not only became flesh, but Jesus took upon himself and he was made to be sin for us. And remember now what Romans 6, 23 said, the wages of sin is death. And so therefore, when Jesus took upon himself the identity of sin, that meant that Jesus had to die as sin. Hallelujah. That's important for you to know. That's important for you to get hold of. 
when Jesus Christ died in the flesh, His flesh was placed in a tomb. When Jesus Christ died as sin, when He died as sin, for the wages of sin is death, when He died as sin, sin went to hell. It's important that you see that. So when in the flesh, He was put in a tomb. As sin, He was placed in hell. But here's the important thing. The important thing is, on the third day, hallelujah, on the third day, the Holy Spirit descended into the very bowels of hell, and He raised Jesus. Well, what does that mean? He raised Jesus, the flesh man. He raised him out, he raised him out of the grave. He raised him. He gave him resurrection power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But Jesus Sin, in his identification as sin, notice sin was not raised from hell. Sin stayed in hell. It's important that you see that today. The flesh was raised out of the tomb, but sin was not raised out of hell. Sin died in hell. And it's important that we understand that today. Hallelujah. Now, we also understand something here. That when Jesus was raised from the dead, he was raised, his body was raised, his fleshly man was raised uh, from the grave. He brought to us the ability to live by the resurrecting power of the Holy Spirit. So you and I today, if we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, we have life. We have life and we have it more abundantly. We have the life that the Holy Spirit provided for us when He raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And so if you're a, a born-again believer today, you are living the life in the flesh. You're living the life, the resurrected life of Jesus Christ, the Word Himself. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to keep this in mind. That as Jesus, the flesh man, was raised from the tomb, Jesus, who took on himself sin, took sin into hell. Sin died just like Jesus' flesh died and he was placed in the tomb. Sin died and was placed in hell. But in the resurrection of, uh, of Jesus Christ, his fleshly man was raised, but sin was not raised. The wages of sin is death. Sin remained dead in hell. Hallelujah. And that's important that you know that today. That's important that you get hold of that today. Now, it's interesting here. In the book of Hebrews, Paul, or the writer of, uh, of Hebrews, whoever it was, was, was talking to us uh, about uh, a thing called a tester. A tester. And, and what he was saying to us there is that uh, the idea is that when someone dies, they leave, they leave a will for their family, their loved ones. They leave a will for somebody who, who they want to leave their goods to. And so we find here, now watch this closely, that Jesus Christ died, but he was raised on the third day. Hallelujah. So he did not have to leave a will for us. He came alive. He came back. But remember now, the, the will, 
the last will and testament, if you want to call it that, the will is only in uh, force when the person who makes that will is dead. Now, sin is dead. And when sin, uh, uh, what did sin leave in the will, what did sin leave for all of those uh, who, would, who would not accept Jesus Christ? He left in his will, he left a thing called death. Death. Every one of us are subject to inherit the will of sin, which is death. And so you have to realize that. And, and we understand that we, while we're here in this world, we have received the resurrecting power of Jesus Christ. We are alive in the flesh through the resurrection power of God. But there's a thing in this world. Now remember, sin's dead in hell. But what did sin leave on the earth? What was the will of sin? He left death. He left death on the earth. That's why, friend, that you and I can be a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we can be a saint of God, and yet there are times that we become sick. There are times that we uh, are infirm. There are times uh, that we catch a disease. Uh, that, is, that is brought on by death. Sin is dead in hell, but He left death on the earth as a reminder, see, and uh, uh, that we need a Savior. Now I want you to see this. I want you to see this. Death is here right now. We're, we're hearing about it every day. It's amazing to me when uh, this so-called virus first started, and it's real, it's real, everybody was talking about what are the symptoms. Well, you cough like this, you sneeze like this, you do this, you can pass on the germs. But notice in this last week, what is the emphasis being placed on about this virus? It's not about how you can get the virus. What it's about is how many deaths are occurring through this virus. Why? Because all of the attention is put on death. Why? Because death was willed to every man by sin. And so right now, I want you to understand what Jesus Christ did for you. He, on the third day, He was raised from the dead. And when He was raised from the dead, He offered to you resurrection power. And this resurrection power is greater. Hallelujah. It is greater than the expiration ability of death. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're getting this or not. I hope you are. I was thrilled when I got hold of this. You see, death, death wants you to expire. Death wants you off of the scene. But the resurrecting power of God is greater than that death. And in that resurrection power, you are alive unto God. Hallelujah. You have, you have immunity to death right now. Oh, I want you to thank God for that. You don't have to die sick. Wow. You don't have to die sick, friend. You can go, you can fall asleep and go to be with the Lord. Why? Because greater is He that is within you than He that is within the world. You have resurrection power on the inside of your flesh right now. Resurrection power on the inside of you. Death is out here. The ability of death, yeah. Death can kill, yeah. Death can kill, yeah. It can give you a disease. It can give you a heart attack. It can give you high blood pressure. It can give you diabetes. It can cause you 
you to be in an accident. But I want you to know you as a child of God has something greater on the inside of you. You have the resurrecting power of the Lord Jesus Christ and you can overcome the ability of death. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, we want to understand this. We want to realize this. That greater is a resurrection power than the expiration ability of death. I want you to know right now, I want you to realize right now that you do not have to succumb to death. Those of you that are in fear, those of you that are, that, that are wondering, those of you who, are, who just, uh, you know, you just are not sure about things. You're, every little pain, every little, every little discomfort comes. It, it alarms you. Well, I want you to know Jesus said, Jesus said, fear not. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. Why? Because the greater one is on the inside of you right now. The greater one with the resurrection power is on the inside of you and you do not have to succumb to that fear of death. You don't have to uh, succumb to that discomfort that death would put on you. Hallelujah. Now I want you right now, where you're at, I want you to lift your hand to God and say, I will live and not die. Hallelujah. I am at peace with my life in Jesus. I am not discomforted by any fear of death. Hallelujah. I want you to think about that right now. This is what Jesus did for you on that Friday, friend. That's what he did when, he, when his flesh died, when, when he became sin and sin went to hell and died. This is what Jesus did for you. Now, the amazing thing here is for years, the church and the theologians have not understood this. They don't get it. They, they just... There, I think sometimes they might be afraid uh, to re even uh, approach this subject. And that's why so many people who love the Lord Jesus Christ die sick. That's why so many people who genuinely love, this is why so many people who pay their tithe on a regular basis, they come up short, they lose their job, they don't have enough money, they, 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 they can't pay their bills, they're in debt. Why? Because of this thing called death. It's this death that is affecting them. But once you get hold of this and you understand that you have resurrection power on the inside of you, you can speak to all of those things that death tries to introduce you to. You can, you can speak uh, 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 to this virus and command it to leave and not touch your body. You can speak to cancer. You can speak to diabetes. You can speak to high blood pressure. You can, you can speak uh, uh, to uh, uh, poverty. You can speak to being laid off from a job. Oh, the fear of being laid off. Some people are here today. You have a fear of being laid off. You've heard of so many people being laid off. You still got a job. But there's a fear that lingers. with That is nothing more than a trick of death that's trying to show you or trying to convince you that you're going to be uh, uh, eliminated. But you're not. Hallelujah. 